Well, hello, everybody. It's Sunday. Welcome to the Katie Gay Nine Show. This is our. F- I was. <laughs> I was going to say this is our fiftieth year. Fiftieth year. <laughs> Dang, I look good, don't I? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so do you, little pup. But uh, yeah, the twentieth year of the FM one hundred seven point one, and so in the season. So that's pretty exciting. And today is exciting because we have Dr. Levy, Holistic Vet. So if you've got any vet questions, please call them in. And another thing we're going to address today is pet loss. I've got a dear friend that had to put her uh, 14 and a half year old down this afternoon. And so that just kind of raises the thing. And it's it's a sad, teary, sad uh, time, but everybody has to go through it. Whether you've got, you know, a guinea pig, whether you've got a rabbit, whether you've got a cat, a dog, a horse. When our pets go, that day comes and everybody's, you know, we're knocked to our knees. So we're going to discuss that. And then John from uh, Pet Cremation, or Cremation, let's see, Cremation. Cremation Pet Minnesota or MN.com is going to come. This cremation of pet. There we go. Pet cremation of MN.com. There we go. I know I'd get it if I tripped through it a little <laughs> bit longer. So uh, John's going to call in about five o'clock and discuss that. Uh, you know, the what he offers and then just uh, and put more light into the conversation. So we're going to be talking about pet loss. And then hopefully you got some great questions. Dr. Levy, she hadn't been here for a while. And so, in fact, I think it's been printing her two months because you didn't come in, let's see, November or December, and this is January. Well, anyway, so we got Dr. Levy here, so hopefully you utilize her. Then on the other side, we have got good old Brian. She, he's a man in the boards, and uh, hopefully the Kansas City Chiefs will win today. Go Chiefs! Being that the Vikings can't vote for them, and you can't go for uh, the Packers because they're both out, but it'll go what it is. So hopefully that's you. Like I said, you got some good questions for us. And then there's going to be some books that I'm going to recommend for grief. Uh, and uh, so get a pen and paper ready. Or remember, as with all the shows here on MyTalk1071.com, you can go to the show page, like my KDK9 show page, and you can uh, catch my past shows, listen to those. And then if you're driving today with the information or whatever, just go to the uh, my show page on MyTalk1071.com, the KDK9 page, and you'll be able to listen to all the books that we're going to recommend and such like that. So hopefully that will um, you'll learn something new today, and uh, it's going to be like I said, you know, pet, pet, talking about pet loss is not exactly a cheery situation, but we have to, you know, it's better to be prepared than at the last minute. So anyway, and so your week was okay there, Brian? Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, you know, went skiing last night, and it yep. was pretty fun. So there you go. Are you an avid skier? Um, I wouldn't say I'm a avid skier, but I like to go out. Uh, no, um, are we talking skis or snowboards? Skis. Okay. I tried snowboarding once and it didn't go well. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I I uh, tried to snow ski on the bunny hill mm. about two times and I said, yeah, too much work. <laughs> I tried um, cross-country skiing. Oh, yeah, that's a... No, thank you. Yep. And then, um, so then I just decided I'm I'm a chalet gal. Yeah. I'll go with you. I'll rah rah. Look at you go, you know. But <laughs> I'll keep the beer warm in the lodge. You're okay? the cheerleader. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yep. So, but otherwise, yeah. Do I just can uh, water skiing? Oh, see, the first two times I tried water skiing and didn't make it. The third time, um, that person I think knew a little bit more how to get skiers up. I finally got up after drinking half the water or, you know, half the lake. <laughs> well, then the problem was is that when, you know, okay, I went around, oh, this is kind of cool, not fan, but, you know, this, but then all of a sudden the realization is how do I stop? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the tricky part. Okay, so then, you know, they tell me, okay, we're going to come around by the shore and just kind of swing towards the shore and then let go of the rope and you'll just kind of glide on in. 
they had to make three passes before I had the guts to let go <laughs> of the handle. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I came in almost uneventfully, uh, but, yeah, well, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm not a, I, me, I like horses. That's my outdoor sport is mm-hmm. horses, uh, bowling, ping pong. Oh, I love me some ping pong. Yep. I got uh, my my dad and my brother were both tall and five miles of arms, you know. They could stand in the middle of the table, uh, you know, kink, kink, and hear me running back and forth, running back and forth, running back and forth, <laughs> running back and forth. So it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so let's welcome our, our guest talker here, Dr. Jessica Levy. Hello, Dr. Levy. It's been a long time since we've heard from you. Hi there. Yes, and how's life been treating you? Life is great. There you go. Always learning new stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. There you go. Constant. There you go. Any anything like earth shattering in the uh, tech world, vet world? That uh, the tech world, I know nothing about. Okay, <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> but the vet world, is there any new revelations or anything that? Um, has... not that I can think of right off the top of my head. This is not an earth shattering season, though, in oh. veterinary medicine. Ah, it's not an earth shattering season. This is the quiet time. Oh, of the yeah, year. January, February. Mm-hmm. It usually starts picking up end of March, correct? You know, everybody coming in for their yep. spring checkups or whatever. Yeah, that's when people do heart room tests. Yeah. And- okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Do they still do the? Uh, I call it the snap test. Mm-hmm. Okay, you call it a snap where they test for Lyme, heartworm, antiplasmosis, correct? Mm-hmm. Antiplasmosis mm-hmm. and and erlichia and and erlichia. Okay, get me. I said that. You know how long it took me to say antiplasmosis? I don't even want to tell you. Pretty near a year. Anna, what hurts? What? Anna plasmosis. Anna? See, I still didn't hear it right. <laughs> oh, well. You're close, though. We're close. Yeah. We're close. So, anyway. Uh, but, yeah. So, if you got a call, you can give a holler. 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And, like I said, we're going to talk about pet loss today. Give you some tips and, and also all whatever other questions that you got. We got a question. Uh, caller already up. What's up? Yeah, so uh, do you want to take it right now? Sure. All right, so uh, we have Nicole on the line, and she has a question on why her dog is eating his droppings. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Hi, Nicole. How you doing? Good, thanks. Good, good. Um, how, how old is your dog? He's nine. Okay, and what kind? Some sort of terrier mix. Okay. We're not sure. Probably ter- uh, Jack Russell. Okay. Um, but anyways... He, when we first got him, there were a couple times where he ate poop and mm-hmm. and he just stopped. And now suddenly, I would say in the last, I don't know, couple of months, he started eating it. Um, yeah. And it's really gross because we've been potty training a toddler. Ah. And he's gotten that several times. Poopy diaper. Yep. And then outside... It's either his or our other dog's poop that he's been eating. Right. Um, then he wants to come up and kiss you, right? Oh, and I tell my kids, <laughs> don't go by his mouth. <laughs> okay, I'm you, sure you, it's diet related. Oh, yeah, but, it is. Yeah, when you, it, what happens, especially with older dogs. Now, do you do a food rotation at all? Do you rotate uh, the foods that you feed, the formulas? I, I do. So I'm good about that, okay. but I know that I'm not always consistent with the brand. Okay. Um, what do you feed now? Well, the last bag, don't yell at me, was Beneful. Okay, yeah, I'm going to yell at you. <laughs> Hold <laughs> on to your wigs and keys. Okay, big no-no, big no-no. And that's what it is. It's all about the diet, all right? And so if you don't feed, you know, good formulations, you're going to start having poop eaters. And so that's why it's so important. You don't go cheap. You go, you know, good for, good formulas. And so that's why you like Nutrisource. You know, everybody knows I love my Nutrisource. Yeah. And so the thing is, I would totally rotate into, you know, if the dog has never had the food before, you're going to rotate. 
rotate it in, all right? And then, uh, but the bigger thing, I would also add some probiotics, some digestive enzymes. And does, go ahead. Sorry, can I ask, does apple cider vinegar, is that considered a probiotic or no? Dr. Jess? Um, probably not like a concentrated form of probiotics. Okay. Um, if you get, you know, the organic apple cider vinegar with the mother, um, yep. it's, it's not a bad thing to do and it, it might help. Um, it helps put some flora back into the gut system. Yeah. And, and it also, you know, because it will, yeah, it'll adjust the bacteria sometimes and it helps with the gallbladder, but, um, okay. I don't know. I, I find poop eating to be kind of normal. Uh, yeah, and I, see, I see dogs kind of cycle in and out of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, now when you feed your feed the food, do you rehydrate it or you feed it dry? I feed it dry. Okay. I would start dry, uh, breaking it down for them. Because some dogs, especially as they get older, their flora and their gut system might have a harder time. Remember, dogs don't chew their food. They swallow it. So that whole nugget goes into yeah. the gut. And then now they got to go drink a bunch of water to compensate for all that dry matter. Right, so then by you rehydrating it, you'd put whatever you're feeding in a bowl, put hot tap water on it till it floats kind of nice, and then put it okay. aside. And a non grain free takes about a half hour, grain free takes about an hour. Now, with Nutrisource, they got a new line, it's called Small Bites. Okay, Small Bites, and it rehydrates really quick. And so, I would, I would strongly recommend you getting into, um, into that. And then adding some probiotics, some digestive enzymes, and then, um, like I say, organic apple cider vinegar. Because um, that's all. You want to rebuild the flora in the gut system. But see, in what you were, were you feeding before, that's basically it's all. You might as well just open up a bag of sugar. Right. And I, I, I cringe buying it, but mm-hmm. um, I have bought, so Nutrisource, I don't think I've ever bought a bag. But at Chuck and Don's, I bought their Roosevelt, which, I mean, at least they told me that's the closest I'm going to get to Nutrisource uh-huh. and for the cheapest. Okay. And it, that actually helped because he's always been, um, like, his poop has always been pretty soft. Okay. And I would say that helped. And actually what helped the most was he was a really, really bad shedder. Uh-huh. And it really seemed to help with the shedding. Okay. Yep. So I don't know if you... Okay, why don't you hold on to that thought? we got to run to break and we'll come back okay. and we'll continue. So don't hang up, okay? Okay. Hey, here's the trivia. The world's largest tomato weighed in at 2.5 cl- kilometers. What is it? Kilom- what is it? Casey? Kilograms. Kilograms, thank you. 2.5 kilograms, 3.8 kilograms, 4.3 kilograms, or 5 kilograms. World largest tomato. We'll be back. All right, here we are. Got some callers on the line, so we got to get to it. The world's largest tomato weighed in at 2.5 kilograms, 3.8 kilograms, 4.3 kilograms, uh, five, uh, five kilograms. What do you think there, Mr. Brian? I'm going to say five, the biggest one. The biggest one. What about you? Oh, I agree. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, come on. Tomatoes are mostly water. <laughs> is 4.3 is the winner, and that equals to 9.6 pounds. Pretty amazing, huh? Oh, wow. I still think we were close. There you go. Oh, yeah. Steve and Joanne Marley broke the world record for growing the largest tomato ever weighed in the, and it was 4.3. I wonder where. I hope they're very proud of themselves. Yeah, it doesn't say where, you know, is it a Minnesota? You know, they didn't say where. Oh, well. I know. How are we going to go look at it? I know. Well, he's probably (laughs) tomato sauce by now. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of it, too. (laughs) Okay, let's go back. Yep, so Nicole's still on the line. There you go, Nicole. Okay, so now, uh, 
you go ahead. Are you there? I'm here. Okay, there you go. Okay, so uh, so by changing the food, see one bag of dog, you know, dogs. Yes, they were put on this earth to eat, you know, junk. They're, they're scavengers, correct? But you just got to pay attention now. Now you're talking about the Roosevelt. You know what? One dog does good on another dog doesn't do good on. You got to find something that your dog does well on. And if you want to try there, that's you know, new, or um, whatever you call it, Chuck and Don's own label, you know, type thing. I know not, I'm not familiar. I don't know who makes it. They don't make their own food. They contract to another uh, a place that makes dog food. So I have no idea what plant it is made in. To me, that's where I'd want to know, you know, um, is what, where, where's the plant and what conditions is that plant? And then what, you know, the difference between, uh, you know, um, you know, there's chicken and then there's chicken and there's beef. And then there's beef. You know what do the origin the ingredients look like? Is it junk or is it good? You know, as it was before they make it into dog food. So, but just find something that your dog does do well on. And then, uh, how many dogs you got? Okay, and you only want to buy a bag that when you open that bag, it's hopefully fed out with no longer than in two weeks, two and a half weeks, it's fed out. That's about, yeah, that's about right for how long we've had it. And I have one more quick question related to that, um, and I'll let you get to your other callers. But I was wondering, they've gotten pretty overweight, um, so I've been cutting back their portion, and Mm -hmm. I was wondering if that was contributing to it, like he's acting like he's I'm not starving him of right. course he's acting like it okay. so I was Okay. Sure. Um, uh, if you want to get weight off a dog, and this heads up to uh, you know all dog owners. Okay, most of your dry kibble is at least fifty to sixty percent carbs. Carb turns into sugar. Sugar turns into fat. Okay. If you want to get weight off the dog, the best way to do is you go into start feeding some raw, start feeding some freeze dried, and then dehydrated diets. Like okay. Bravo is a good one because it doesn't have the carbs that processed. You know the 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 kibble does. And so then you obviously you don't feed what your dog weighs because they're overweight. You pay, you look at what they tell you that what you, you know, what, think about what your dog looked good, what weight he looked good at. Okay, look at that and then cut that back. And then you can add like a little bit of pumpkin or any kind of squash because that okay. is a high in fiber. So it makes them feel fuller you know, without giving the calories to it. And then if you do any treats, any treats, they should all be uh, green peas, green beans, cauliflower, broccoli. There should be no other treats and no nothing edible like pizzles, uh, rawhide chews, pig ears, or anything like that. That's all, you know, yuck for the system. And if you try to get weight off the dog, you're, you're just going to be, it's counteractive. Okay. Okay. Well, that's all super helpful. Thank you. Okay, you bet. Good luck. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. All right, yeah, the big thing about losing weight, folks, is you got to cut cut back, don't over-treat, and, and then you feed the bulk of your food in the morning and then a light dinner. Because it's kind of like us. If we eat a piece of pizza before we go to bed as we get older, <laughs> <laughs> that is going to show up as a pound <laughs> in the scale in the morning. And so that's why you want to cut back and then just feed a light dinner. Okay, who's up next? All right, so we have Renee next on the line, and she has a question on a cat's diet. All right. Hi, Renee. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. Thanks for taking my call. Well, thank you for calling. So how old's your cat? My cat, we believe, is somewhere between 13 and 15 years old. Okay. He's been a barn cat Mm -hmm. that occasionally showed up at the house. Mm -hmm. But as he's gotten older, he spends more and more time in the house, which is just fine. Yep. As my husband said, he's been the hardest working animal we've ever had on the farm. Excellent, excellent. So we were on vacation. We came home, and the cat... 
um, suddenly was starting to lose some hind end control in the sense of if he went around a corner sharp, um, kind of lost, like the back, his back legs kind of came out from under him. Okay. And then I noticed he had a slight head tilt. Okay. So I took him into the vet. He does receive vet care, even though he's a barn cat. Good. Um, and the vet said, well, geez, I see the head tilt. I see the hind end weakness. So, you know, he did some basic testing, blood work, checked teeth, checked ears, did an x-ray, looked for a back injury, and then said, you know, really the best I can tell is he said, your cat has had probably some type of neurological event, and without an MRI, I can't tell you what he did. Okay. Well, my vet doesn't do MRIs. He was said, you know, I can give you a referral to the U because I use a country vet, mm-hmm. but I'm just not in a position to pay for an MRI. Yeah. <laughs> so what I am trying to do with the cat, because he's spending more time in the house since this event, I'm having a terrible time getting him to eat cat food. Okay. Because he's lived most of his life on, you know, barn food. And I kept a station in the garage with him with a bed and with uh, food and water. So in case, you know, he had a lean day, he could come in and nibble on something. But he stopped kind of eating that stuff. So I started, like, with tuna and sardines, just trying to get him more interested in eating. Because the vet said as long as he's eating and drinking, he still uses the litter box when he's in the house. Totally Mm -hmm. normally, his personality hasn't changed. Uh Um, But I want to make sure he's getting proper nutrition because I'm not convinced, frankly, he can hunt. Whoops. Oh, we lost her. Uh Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Call him back. Yep. Okay, yeah, call back and and Brian will plug you back in. Okay, but uh, so far, Dr. Jess, what do you think about that? Um, Well, I was going to ask some questions. So, um... Because it kind of depends, like, on how long the cat has been like this. Mm-hmm. Um, cats do get vestibular disease, okay, which we dog. call vertigo yep. in humans. Um, and sometimes the effects last a little bit longer. Sometimes they, you know, sometimes they're better in a day. Okay. Um, uh, for cats, often for unknown reasons, it does show up more in the fall. Oh, all right. Okay. Uh, so the first thing I would say is uh, cheaper than an MRI is a chiropractor. Oh, there you go. That's so what I was I thinking, would, too. Yep. Get the cat adjusted, if possible. And then, um, and then obviously, try feeding the cat some real food. Okay. Like, uh, like raw food. I mean, that's right. probably what he's used to. Right. It's probably right. the easiest thing to feed well, him. Well, also, too, I'm thinking that, you know, now that he's inside, he's a lounger. He's not a hunter. You know, he's not, not mm-hmm. utilizing as much calories. So he's not going to be as hungry as if you're running through the fields, you know, looking and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that kind of depends on how recent the episode was. Does he still have the head tilt? Is he still dizzy? And that's uh-huh. why he doesn't want to eat so much. Right. Oh, well, that's an idea, too. So, yeah. if, they, if he's dizzy, yeah, when he puts his head down to eat, right. it might be a little, ah. So would you, what about then try hand feeding him with his head is up? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and, it, and you could try just, you know, you could try raw hamburger, get some chicken breast and cut that up into little pieces and okay. see if he'll eat that. Okay. Just raw. Don't cook anything. Yeah. He's a cat. He's not going to cook his mice. Yeah. Oh, you didn't have him on a skewer with the kebabs, you know? <laughs> a little yeah, bit of green stuck on the end. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, so so that's kind of where I would start. Um, the homeopathic remedy, Coculus. Uh, C-O-C-C-U-L-U-S, Coculus Indicus, okay. is often a good remedy for vertigo, car sickness, dizziness. Oh, okay. 
And so sometimes, you know, just without any other information, okay. you could uh, you could probably find it at a health food store. Okay, hold on, hold on to that. Okay, okay who brought who bought the hot dog to the United States? Germany. Italian, Chinese, or Mexicans? There you go. We're speaking about hot dogs. There you go. Hot diggity, dog diggity. Okay, who brought the hot dog to the United States? Germany, Italian, Chinese, or Mexicans? What do you think there, Brian? I'm going to say Germany. All right, what do you say? I agree. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Let's see. There are some stories that say Germans who lived in the United States were uh, those who were the first that started making the hot dogs as early in the 1890s. At that time, long, thin sausages were already popular in Germany and Austria. Hot dogs are very popular amongst the baseball fans since they gobble up 26 million hot dogs a season. Really? 26 million hot dogs. Holy moly. I love me a hot dog, but what do you like on your hot dog, Brian? Um, I'm kind of just like a plain Jane kind of guy. Yeah. just. I like onions. Onions. And sometimes I don't like mustard and ketchup. I either want ketchup or just mustard. Do you like uh, brats? I love, I love brats. brats. Yeah, yeah. No, so. I love brats. No, no, brats. I want onions and sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. That's what I. And then mustard. I never put a hot, uh, uh, tom- uh, uh, whatever you call it, tomato. Uh, ketchup. Thank you. <laughs> I'm visualizing the bottles like yeah. okay, tomato, tomatoes. Oh, my brain is just not with us. But hey, what about you? Do you like hot dogs? Um, only at um the bulldog. Okay. Uh, on Lindale. Okay. And then what do you like they on a hot gourmet dog? hourmet hot dogs. Oh, my oh. God. They're so good. I just like a Chicago dog. Oh, okay. And that has? A bunch of stuff on it. Like chili and stuff? I don't even know what they put on it. Oh, I don't okay. care. Okay. Yeah. No, I just, I one time was going to uh, do a a food truck and it was going to be Katie Canine's hot dogs. Oh, nice. And then have like different things that you put on it, you know, like maybe a, a cucumber sauce or, or, you know, just like have four or five, you know, mm-hmm. different things. And then uh, the hot dog would be one price. And then if you want to ask me a question, <laughs> a dog question, <laughs> then that would be another price. But anyway. Okay, let's go. You found Nicole again? Yeah, Renee is back oh, Renee, on the I mean, line. Okay, Renee, are you there? Yeah, sorry, I went out to do barn chores, and I shouldn't have been multitasking. Ah, there you go. Now, did you hear any of uh, Dr. Jess's uh, answer about that? So I heard Dr. Jeff mention a chiropractor. That's yes. interesting because I have it done with my horses. I never thought about it with a cat. Yeah, anytime. Perfect. Yeah, if the dog, cat, uh, anybody, even people. You know, anytime you kind of go no, kittywampus. I'm a firm believer in it. Good, good, good. And then go ahead, Dr. Jess. Yeah, because... Um, how long ago did did this start? So it started, we were gone the week of Christmas, so it happened that week, and then I gave him a week to see if he tweaked his back, and he uh-huh. came in the house, and he literally went and slept in the bottom of a closet for a week. Wow. Um, and then he started coming out, and then I took him to the vet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and... The and then the vet kind of you know gave him the once over, looked at how he moved. Mm-hmm. We did blood work. He did nerve testing. We did X-rays to see if there was anything fractured or something had happened. So we got to the point where the next step would have been an MRI. Mm-hmm. And now, he didn't have, have see you anything seen anything other mm-hmm. than the physical outward things of a neurologic event? And he said, based on his age, he could have potentially had maybe some type of a stroke-like thing. Or he said there's kind of a benign tumor some older cats get that mm-hmm. could be pushing on his brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't have good suggestions for sort of a next step. 
And again, if I can give him nutritional support, I did hear the part about just serving him raw food. Uh-huh. And if that's okay, I'm happy to do that. Mm-hmm. And I assume if I Google that online, there's some guidance on how to feed. I mean, mm. I get he's older. I just want him mm. happy and comfortable. Yeah, yeah I, pr- I probably wouldn't Google it because there's um, almost too much information online. I okay. would say just go to your local small pet food store and ask okay. them what to do. Um, okay. You know, my office is uh, inside Canine Crossing up in Andover, and I know the owners and the people who work there do a lot of uh, educating uh, people about sure. how to feed raw. Yeah. Um, have you seen any improvement since this first happened? Yes. So he uh-huh. is actually, since it's first happened, I have seen some improvement. Um, he seems to have figured out how to balance his back legs. Um, he will jump up on like a chair by the dining room, but he can't jump up on the couch or the bed anymore. Okay. So he's sort of figuring out how to manage himself. He okay. still wants to go outside, you know, cross mm-hmm. your fingers. I'm trying to make him an indoor cat because I'm concerned now. Yeah predator could get him right but it's hard to change those old habits and he just gets mad as a i mean mad yeah. if he does not get to go out when he wants to go out because he's been sure. doing it for so long okay. sure so so the only other things i would do is um okay i would give him arnica you know that's kind of the easiest homeopathic remedy uh now, to is use that arnica is it a supplement like a no. vitamin no no oh. no it's a homeopathic remedy little little white pellet yeah, go to your health food store, tell them you want yep. Arnica 30C, they will give you the right thing. Okay. A- any health food store, Whole Foods, Hy-Vee. And how many should yep. she give her? I would just, you know, give one of those pellets and you can just, you can hide it in some food. You can crush it to a powder, crush it under a spoon and uh, mix it in with some half and half. I just mix oh it. Oh my, my gosh, that's the debacle we do for worming. I'll try it in sardine. <laughs> okay, yeah, you can because I just take, I just get um, some good cat, canned cat food. Earthborn has okay. got two different fishes that my everybody goes nuts over. I can put anything in that, and then the cats gobble Ooh. it right up. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. and because okay. there are two, there's uh, one is like white fish, and the other one I think is is a uh, mackerel. They're small fish. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. and that's so I Earthborn. would maybe give him a pellet two or three times a day, you know, for up to a week. Okay. And okay. then, you know, and at the same time, you know, maybe next time the chiropractor's out for the horses, you know, have them attend to the cat I'll as well. Ask if they, if she'll do, if uh, she adjusting is that. adjusting. Yeah, that's true. Oh, okay. I just don't want her, anybody to hurt. I mean, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I get he's a barn cat, but man, he's a good cat. Yep, there you go. There you go. But no, give that a shot. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay, thank have a, you very much. You bet. Have a great one. Good luck with chores. Yeah. I've got to do those when I get home. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to get as much done before it goes below zero and I can... There <laughs> you go. There you go. Have a good thank evening. You. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye-bye. Okay, there we go. Who's up next there, Mr. Bryant? All right, so we have Sherry on the line, and she has a question on other names you can call your dog. Okay, this befuddles me. Okay, Sherry, what do we... Please explain. Okay. <laughs> You always say don't call him good dog. Okay, yeah. Okay, don't say good. Don't say good girl or good boy. Terrible about saying good dog, and I keep telling him don't. But (laughs) yeah, okay, but no, just go. Thank you, or very nice. Okay, thank you, very nice. I've been saying thank you. Yep, there you go. Because good girl and good boy, usually over time, the dogs when if you ask them to sit, you go good boy. They just go yay. They get all. They don't. They don't focus. It's like putting their brain into recess mode every time you say good girl or good boy. And what is what besides thank you? Do you say you can say thank you or very nice that was very nice so if you just stay very calm 
Humane Society dog, and we don't get after him because he's very shy, very timid. Okay, yeah. Everything, he was in three homes before we got him. Oh, wow. Because they brought him back. Well, it's interesting that you say that, and Dr. Levy just looked at me. Katie's going to be teaching a shy dog <laughs> class. Yeah, I, I'm going to be opening. I'm trying to figure out how to do it as far as I want to, because there's so many people that have been getting shy dogs. Like, they were either breeder rescues you know, mm-hmm. and such like that, and the dogs are like flight risks, and, you know, how to get the dog to blend in and just build that confidence so keep an eye on our and when i finally get it together i'll be announcing it on the radio anyway but yeah otherwise you can just watch my website yeah there was a lot of um younger people when we were there on a wednesday and when we came and being we're in our middle 70s and being older they said he'll probably be in a calmer house because they said a calm house right 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 Mm -hmm. um also i know um i've heard you say a long time ago I had two different rugs in his crate, and he scratched, I don't know what he did, scratched them, chewed them up. Okay. Chewed them up totally, but, so he's in a bare crate. Is that all right? Oh, that's fine, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It looks uncomfortable to us, Uh but don't worry about it. He'll be just fine. He's on the bare floor here. Yeah, no, he'll he'll be fine, and then eventually, you know, in a couple months, try it again, just get a cheap rug and see how he does it, Uh and then eventually he will start taking, as he's, builds confidence he will take start taking care of it it should be fine Mm -hmm. okay okay um he weighs well i have it 39 pounds and i think we were to that new the vet check that you have free but we have okay a lot of other things um and he was 38 i think now the doctor isn't giving him a whole lot of stuff because he wants she wants to see if his weight changes okay but um and his thing, they said he was a hound. Well, what does that mean? But we can see he's he's probably bulldog. Okay. You know, a Staffire bulldog. Mm-hmm. And because he's got the legs, he's got the pink over the nose. Oh, okay. And um, so I've been feeding him a cup in the morning and a cup at night. Mm-hmm. The vet acted like she thought maybe that was too much. Okay. How old is he? He's probably just a year and a year, and I don't know if he's a half yet or not. Okay. Well, what you got to do is you go by the feel of the dog. Mm-hmm. Every Sunday when I get home from the radio show, I stand my dogs and I look down, and I, you should look at they have an hourglass figure. Yeah. Okay. And I call him kind of thin. <laughs> okay, and so the thing is, feel him. You should be able to feel the front rib by the shoulder to the back rib by the by the uh, the waistline. Uh-huh. You should be able to feel the casing of without digging. If you can't feel the casing by just g- gently gliding your hands, then bump back on the food. Yeah. All right. He's not a real good eater anyway. Sometimes he is, and sometimes he isn't. Okay. And well, I feed him all raw. And oh, nice. Instinct and OC raw and oh, look at and you. and. Oh, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I don't give any dry food because we had two cats with diabetes, and I just think that's a lot of carbs. So. Oh, yeah, you got it. You got it. Good thinking. I'm proud of you. Our, our little, before we had our dog put down in April, and she was a Jack Russell pug, and she was 16 and a half years old. Oh, so wow. Everybody's chucking down and says, you do really good. You yes, <laughs> you do. Boy, if you can get them past 12, 13, you've done doggone good. So. Yeah, you got to, you know, you give them expensive food and stuff like that. Well, it keeps them around yeah, longer. Once a day and sometimes not at all. Yep. No, that because he's utilizing what's going. There's not much waste, right, Dr. Jess? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, indeed. Music to my ears. There you go. <laughs> that all right? That's no problem. Huh? Nope. It's beautiful. Yep. Because they can utilize. The reason why we get so many doo-doos is because, you know, like, you can only utilize so much of the fillers and then it comes out as doo-doos. Uh. But then with the with the raw and that, you don't hardly get any doo-doos and they're very, very small because they're utilizing what they're being fed. Oh, my little jump. 
my little pub Jack Russell. She went every morning and every night with no problem. Yep, and every Russell system is different. Yep. Me. He's got long legs. Hard to tell what he really is except for the... Um, Except for the, he's got bulldog in him. Oh, okay, sounds good. Well, you tell by the you're his awesome. legs and the pink over his nose, and he's got the starburst that goes over the nose and up between the eyes. The white. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, it sounds like you're oh, one awesome mom. Like... You take keep doing How on. Can we get him to play with some toys. What? Well, that's other dogs teach dogs that don't know how to play. So oh. you got to find another dog that can play, and he'll eventually yeah, follow we the can't lead. Have him around other dogs, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah, I said he's not. You know, he's he's got scars. He's that oh. place. He came up from Alabama. Oh, okay, okay. He was at Woodbury first, and we then they brought him to the Golden Valley Humane Society. Uh-huh. So well, no, we sometimes by him. just lobbying it a little bit and being really excited, eventually you can get it. You can try to drive him out of the shell. Just just have a lot of patience, okay? Can I can I use a star mark collar on him because he's really strong? Sure. Yep. You can try the the large one. Try the large. Arch. Yep. Okay. Try that. Yeah, okay. he's got a fifteen to sixteen inch neck. Okay. Hey, yeah, with the star marks, yeah, with the star marks, you can add links and take links out because okay. the, the large is a wider link, mm-hmm. and that's what you want for them. Okay. Okay. I, guess that's, I had a couple things written out, but that's fine. Okay. I wanted to mainly know about the good boy. I I've heard that a million times what you said, and I could not remember. Yeah, you go just thank, thank you, you and well, very nice. One of the things. Very nice. Good yeah, job. Oh, very nice. You're an awesome mom, kiddo. Thanks for the call. Okay. Thank you very much. You bet. Bye bye. Which of the following sinks when you throw it in water? Watermelon, strawberry, banana, or mango? We'll be back. All right. Which of the following sinks when you throw it in water? Watermelon, strawberry, banana, or mango? What do you think there, Mr. Brian? I think the obvious one is watermelon. All right. What do you think? Mango. Ding, ding, ding. It's mango. Oh, nice. Mango, mango. The first three will float because they have a lot of small air pockets inside. Mangoes don't have those um, at all, so it cannot float. What's more interesting is that you throw an orange in water and it floats, but if you peel it and throw it in the water, it sinks. Huh. Okay, wait a minute. Run that by me again. Okay. What's interesting is that an orange, if you throw an orange into water, Uh it'll float. But if you peel it, it will sink. Yeah, there must be like an air pocket between the pieces and the peel. That's cool. Although the watermelon, like, I I do feel like it has something to do with how hard you throw it. (laughs) Well, (laughs) but see, it'll pop back up. It may go down. I feel like, but then it's gonna pop back up. Like we need to do this experiment. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, I gotta test this. You still have your pond, Katie? There we go. Yes, we do. We're yes, gonna we go do. out there in summer with some fruit. There you go. There you go. That sounds. Sounds like a wiener. Practice our fruit, <laughs> fruit throwing. We're gonna do a survey. You know. Now, how does this do? How does that do? There we go. Okay, who's up? All right. So we have Jane on the line, and she has a dog diet question. All right. Hey, Jane. How you doing? Hi. Doing great. Good. I good. I have uh, two rescues. From oh, I've had them for about three years. Um, they're both one's part Schnauzer and the little one in part Yorkie, and the other one I think is all Schnauzer. Okay. Um, the Yorkie went in for surgery in November for bladder stones. Mm-hmm. Um, so they took about a cup of struvite stones out of it mm-hmm. out of her, and I'm wondering if there's anything to feed her besides the science diet CD that they say she has to be on the rest of her life or any kind of nutritional support for her. Take it away, Dr. Mm-hmm. Jess. What What was she fed before? Uh, Farmina and raw food. Hmm. Interesting. 
Okay. Um, how long had you had her? Since 2019. Okay. And how long have you been feeding raw? Uh, since I got them. Oh, okay. How old and was she? And it was grain-free, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. How old the, was she when you got the her? Kibble, the Farmina kibble was grain-free. Okay. Mm-hmm. How old was she when you got her? Uh, well, they said three to five, but the okay. vet thinks that both of them are much older than that. Okay. So you know, there's maybe a, the, yeah. more like the... And that would be add three years on since I've had her. Maybe mm-hmm. more like, you know, seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. So there's a big part of her life that you did not have control over. And bladder stones are very, typically very slow to develop. So these things have probably been kind of cooking along for a while. Um, I, you know, my patients with bladder stones, I put them on raw food. Uh, oh, okay. I'm a big fan of feeding 100% raw. I don't uh, have time or energy to mess around with any of the kibbles. Uh, oh, but okay. they're just, but they're so just any, um, do you mm-hmm. have a suggestion for a brand of raw or rotate the rotate raw brands or... mm-hmm. different brands different proteins rotate rotate them as fast as you can oh okay so I always recommend that you have you know at least three different bags in your freezer so that every day you can thaw out something different okay um, depending on uh, any blood or urine test results I would probably use a supplement like Standard Process Canine Renal Support. Okay, can you say that again? Mm-hmm. Standard Process. Standard Process. Canine Renal, R-E-N-A-L. Okay. Support. Okay. So even though renal means kidneys, the Canine Renal Support provides support for the entire urinary tract. Okay, great. So it does kidneys, ureters, bladder, urethra. And then where do you get that? Um, uh, they do, they carry the supplements over the counter at Sassafras and White Bear Lake, or if you email me, I can, I'll send you the information for how to order it. Oh, perfect. Uh, I, so I would use that. And at the same time, I would use their canine immune support. Okay. Immune because, support. because you have to like kind of make up some lost ground a little bit. Okay. Um, and then the other thing that I do for patients of mine that have had or have bladder stones or a history of bladder stones um, there is an, a Chinese herbal blend that, uh, you know, your vet, whoever did the surgery, like your vet could order for you. Um, it, I get it from Jing Tang, which obviously I'm mispronouncing. Um, but Jing Tang is a Chinese herbal pharmacy for animals. And there is a formula, a Chinese herbal formula that they make called Crystal Stone Formula. Crystal meat, does that have to do with the crystals that they... Yeah, it's called Crystal Stone Formula. Okay, maybe I'll just call you and order it from you. <laughs> okay. The other stuff. Yeah, and, and so, so uh, yeah, but it's also, you know, beneficial for anybody who's listening who might be okay, interested. Great. And so, so that's what I use to help. Um, it will help dissolve bladder stones, and it will also help kind of prevent their recurrence. I don't know anything about Chinese medicine. I don't know why it works. But but it certainly does seem to. So some of my patients are on it for years. Um, Some of them are on it maybe for a year or two, and then, you know, and then they're fine to go off it. Mm -hmm. Okay, that sounds great. Um, The other one is a male in 19 pounds, and he, in November, or in December, I took them both in for a dental, and they noticed some distension in part of his stomach, and it turned out that he had, well, I had an ultrasound done. They, well, first of all, they said he had 
it was on the spleen. They could see the spleen was enlarged, and then I had an ultrasound done because I didn't want to put him through the surgery if if it looked like it had spread. So um, they took the, it looked like it had not spread, and I know that it, they couldn't see everything 100%. So they sent the spleen in after they removed it. I went ahead with the surgery. And he en- it, they ended up with hermangiosarcoma, and I know that's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. a good thing. But the margins of the cancer on the spleen had not spread at all. But I know that, that it can be microscopically still in other organs, but what can I do for him in the meantime? I mean, he's doing so well. He's like peppier and happier than he's ever been, but... Mm-hmm. Okay, we got to move it along. Okay. Okay. So go ahead. Raw food. Okay. Standard process, canine, hepatic okay. support, H-E-P-A-T-I-C. That's for the liver. Okay. And another standard process supplement, which is spleen, P-M-G. Even though he's had his spleen removed, the spleen is a major organ of the immune system. And yes, hemangiosarcoma is in the bloodstream, and so you know your blood goes everywhere in your body. Right. You are correct, but I have patients who have done very well after splenectomy with these supplements and raw food. Okay. How, how can she get a hold of you, Dr. Jess? Through my website at holistic-vet-care.com. Okay. Thank Just you email so me. Much. Okay, you betcha. Okay. Take care. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I know we're coming up into the break here. Now, when we come out of the break, we're going to talk to uh, we're going to talk about pet loss, okay? And then we got John Waterston uh, calling in from uh, Pet Cremation MN. So we're going to be talking about that. So you can chime in uh, your thoughts of that if you had if you had to go through that, uh, how you made it through. Uh, sweet drinks can cause dementia. True or false? We'll be back.